Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There is a candle in every soul. You're listening to Lit Speak with Some Patty Sheen on Blog Talk Radio. Some dark and cold. There is a spirit who brings a fire. Good morning and welcome. Here we praise the truth in God's creation through the ideas inspired by human imagination. During this hour, we hope to ignite your candle that you may use it to brighten the darkest corners in your world. morning again. Welcome to Literally Speaking right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries. As you join us on the journey, we invite you to listen for an idea that will inspire you to tap into your imagination. Unfortunately, we had a little glitch in our journey last week. It was, quite, to the, it was quite the journey, yeah, I can tell you. Thanks to the rain <laughs> and the flooding here in Derek's studio, I guess. And we want to apologize to our guest from last week, Dave Hamer, who was supposed to be with us. He will be with us on the 16th of June, if all goes well. Mm-hmm. And we want to apologize to our listeners. However, we did do a a previous show, and yes, if there folks was, didn't get to listen to that, they yeah, hope they enjoyed that with Sarah. Oh. She, <laughs> she was quite thrilled to see that that we were redoing her show. It was it was bad. <laughs> it was it is nothing worse than waking up at five in the morning and going downstairs and realizing that there's water in your in your basement. I I could feel and, the distress in your text. <laughs> and it's and it's creeping ever slowly up towards your studio that. Has has I don't know how much electronic. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a little scary. I think that would be a little scary. <laughs> it was. I would just like to take a moment to say also in view of Memorial Day yesterday, we want to express our heartfelt thanks to all who have served, are Absolutely. currently serving, and will serve in our armed forces for their sacrifice and the sacrifice of their families to defend our country's freedom. Thank you all. Yes, and for those of you who will be watching on YouTube, you can see that in honor of that, I'm wearing my United States Marine Corps shirt. All right. <laughs> and no Rockies hat this time. Yes, I see. No Rockies hat. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, no, my Rockies did win two games in a row, so. No big deal. <laughs> I can see you're so thrilled. I know, I know. Well, you had an exciting week too, Derek. You had I, tell us what your I big did. event was this week. Yeah, I got a haircut. Oh, come no, on! No, there's probably some. I did get a haircut. This was graduation week for my son from high school, who uh, was the salutatorian, and 
they have this orange and black award ceremony. And, <laughs> and all, all schools have them, but it's called orange and black because those are the colors of, of the school, right, of La Hunta right. High School. And they give out awards. They give out scholarships. Uh, they do all those types of things. And uh, Jacob, as well as the Andrew Ricken Memorial Scholarship, was uh, awarded the Warren Parker Kindness Scholarship, mm-hmm, which was great. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of of the award ceremony, every year there is a Mr. and Mrs. La Hunta High School. It's uh, voted on by the students, and Mr. and Mrs. LJHS is a is a big deal for for the award ceremony. And Jacob was named Mr. Lahanta High School. Oh, how so, neat yes. is that? He was my. And I, if, if can I have just two minutes because this is I please. Suppose. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm taking your time, Mary. I'm so. <laughs> but this is just absolutely hilarious, and it gets it goes to the point of my wife really wanted Jacob to win this one, <laughs> and, and here's why I didn't. I mean, I was pr- I was proud of him. I was happy for him, but. It, there's no money attached to it, so you know what <laughs> so I'm saying. Didn't care. Yeah, so you know, okay, it's great, and she really wanted it. I said, "Honey, it's it's okay if he doesn't." So they they go and they say, and the 2015 Mr. Lahanta High School is presented to, and there's this long pause that seems to last for like five minutes, and they say, "Mr. Jacob Hutchison," and 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 my wife jumps out of her seat, and I turn to her <laughs> and I said, "Honey." You did it. Oh. <laughs> she was really? so excited uh, to have it. But <clears throat> And then, of course, graduation, where uh, the salutatorian and valedictorian, which is Solomon Hutch, which actually has a show here on Road Less Traveled with right, us. Right, right. Um, uh, they did uh, their speech as a kind of like a cover song. In song. Of, uh-huh. uh, in song to uh, American Pie by, by John McClain. Yes, yes. And it, it was, was great. It was great. So I had a great weekend. Well, well, then I got a kick out of Jimbo. Yeah. Which is uh, our, our producer here when he's not out golfing. And Jacob's grandfather. And Jacob's grandpa, and uh, he jumps up in the in the stands in front of all these people and says, "That's my grandson." <laughs> That's right. Oh, it was That's wonderful. My, and I wanted to turn to him and say, "Jimbo, you did it." <laughs> Well, we better get to our oh, guest yes. here. Our time's yes, yes. going to fly. I'm so okay. sorry. I'm so sorry. It's, it's all right. It's all right. We enjoyed it. Just very proud. Okay, first of all, let me tell our listeners where they can find me. They can find me at pattysheen.com, P-A-T-T-I-S-H-E-N-E. They can find me at m.litspeak.com. Yes, that our new is mobile M page. is in mobile. That's our mobile page. Mm-hmm. They can find me on Facebook. Just put literally speaking into the search bar and and my page will come up and then i am on twitter as at patty sheen mm-hmm. so would love to have to, would love to connect with with listeners and in any of those ways well as we talked about just a couple of minutes ago school's out students mm-hmm. have graduated and plans are in the works for summer activities especially for young people well, today's guest is author Mary Hamilton, who has crafted her three-book series around a summer event that not only provides an enriching experience for tweens and teens, but holds memories for many of our adult listeners. Mary is the author of the Rustic Knoll Bible Camp series, Hear No Evil, Speak No Evil, and See No Evil. Welcome, Mary. Thank you, Patty. It's great to be here. Mary, I've been 
stalking your website a little bit, and I found out a couple of things about you. You're a creeper. I am. I am. I, I love to. I I love to check into my guests and learn all these little secrets. Yeah. So one of the secrets I learned about you, Mary, was that your original intention was to write for adults, but your first novel targeted the middle grade audience. What changed your mind? The story did actually. Uh, I had written the whole first draft as an adult novel. And then when I uh, started rewriting, I became involved in a critique group. And I probably had gotten up to, I think I was starting the fifth chapter, uh, having them critique it, when one of the ladies, I I can remember her sitting back and looking at me and saying, this is a a YA book. This is a kid's book. And And um, I, I I... I didn't like hearing that because I really did not want to write for kids. <laughs> That's funny. But after I gave it some thought, I realized that she was probably right, and I went back and started writing in uh, Brady's point of view, and I was amazed at how much easier it was to write the story. It sounds like you were involved in a critique group. Is that correct? Yes, I was. And they are it was a local so group. valuable. Mm-hmm. It was a local group that, um, a secular group that just met together uh, twice a month, and yeah, they were they were fantastic. Well, you mentioned Brady as your main character in that book, and I just wanted to bring up Mary because I have read two and one third of your book, <laughs> <laughs> and what I really enjoy about the series is that this is not a an eight-year-old is going to pick this up, and mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is that it is it it is very apropos for older teens because your characters are in-depth characters who have real problems. Not every kid that goes to Bible camp is the sweet little Bible-reading wonderful right. kid. They all come with their issues, mm-hmm. and I really like that fact. You bring in some bullying issues, and you bring in issues with. If I remember right, in the first book, there was a, a family issue. I think I don't want to give away the whole story, yeah, but sure. anyway, there there was family yeah. issues. In this third book, of course, this young man is dealing with a very serious situation in his life, and that's what I really liked about them was that I mean, a fourteen, fifteen year old yeah. could pick up these books and get a lot out of them. In other words, they're real. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're they're real life. You, you pick it up, and you could very easily say, as as a fourteen, fifteen year old, that's me. Yes, right there. Yes. Yeah. Well, I remember when I went to. I didn't ever get to go to a Bible camp, but I went to a four H camp. I won a, a campership to a four H camp, and I remember we had a kid there who her clothing wasn't quite what people mm-hmm. thought she should be wearing. Mm-hmm. She was obviously from a from a home that was kind of economically deprived, and mm-hmm. I can remember her being teased and bullied and so when you hear about these camps you think everything's going to be wonderful and rosy and and it's not always Mm -hmm. and I think you do a very good job of bringing that out Mary. Thank you you. that was my um, that was my intention was to have these kids these characters deal with real life issues because um, there is a lot of that at camp kids kids bring their baggage to camp and um, hopefully find ways of of carrying it. Better yes. ways of carrying it. Mm-hmm. Well, you you did very well with that. Mm-hmm. 
Did you have experiences at Bible or church camp as a kid, and how much do your own experiences mirror the scenarios in the Rustic Knoll Bible Camp series, Mary? I actually had the privilege of growing up at a camp. My dad was the director. Uh, He accepted the position shortly after I was born. And so that was my home for the first almost 20 years of my life. Uh, We lived there Mm year-round. And... um, in the beginning, it was just summer camping, but um, they soon winterized the cabins, and then we had started having um, retreats, weekend retreats in the wintertime, which we had probably more kids doing that than during all summer. Um, but it was um, it was a fantastic place to grow up. It was just a, a great influence. Um, getting to meet other kids, meeting the pastors that came with the kids. Um, to me, it was like a little bit like living at Disney World <laughs> because there was mm-hmm. always something to do. <laughs> and so I used a lot of, um, definitely the setting is based on the camp where I grew up. And some of the characters got their inspiration from uh, people that I knew there. Um, but I would say most of the the issues that are dealt with are from watching my own kids grow up and the things that they're that they and their friends had to deal with well you can't ask for better than that they say yeah. write what you know yeah it really is amazing that uh especially i've i've, I've seen kids being involved with with youth ministry i've seen the effects of summer camp on, we have one in at PC Presbyterian Church that uh, here in southeast Colorado where you go to Horn Creek, and they, I mean these kids live for summer camp. I mean oh, that yeah. is their That's life, and, yeah. and they go from being campers to going. They go to be interns, and mm-hmm. then they they go on. So it's it, it's a major part of a of a lot of young kids' lives. It is. Well, I, I, it is. I can recall. I was almost. Like I say, I was either 14 or 15 years old and still had not learned how to swim. Sure. And that's where I learned how to swim yeah, was at that 4-H camp. And you'll I never can, forget it. No, yeah. I can remember they had that's us right. jump off of a dock to kind of do a swim test, and I was absolutely terrified. We only had to jump oh. off the dock to like two feet of water. Did you pass? <laughs> I was, no. Oh. That's how they knew that I needed <laughs> desperate help, you know. And then they put me inside of this. You like thing. It was probably only one foot of water. It taught me how to swim, and I mean, in, inside of two days, I was diving off of a that That's little right. float thing out there into thirty yeah. feet of water. It was awesome. God, yeah. God bless summer camp. It yes, taught absolutely. you a life skill. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, I also know Mary from your website that you were a pastor's kid. I so, was. I am was. <laughs> oh. So, well, Derek is a pastor, in case you uh, haven't okay. figured that out yet, Mary. <laughs> i got to hear this. Tell us about so it. So what, <laughs> what hear the question I'm going to ask. Right, yeah. What were the positives and negatives of being a, a pastor's uh, child during your preteen and teen years? <clears throat> I don't think I had the pressures that a lot of PKs have because my dad did not while I was growing up, he was not a pastor of a church. Um, I think there's a lot of very different pressures when you have people watching you all the time, the same people watching you all the time. Um, There was 
I don't know if if I ever really felt any pressure to behave a certain way because I was the director's daughter. Uh, Dad made it very clear that the campers were um, the priority at camp and that we were there to serve them, that if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be there. And so um, with that kind of attitude, um, there was there was definitely some some pride that I remember in being Pastor Watson's daughter. He was um, he was much loved by the people who came to camp, the adults and the parents, and um, very well respected. And so there was a lot of uh, just a lot of of um, pride in being his daughter. I'm you, curious to know: Did you ever get into any trouble, Mary? You don't have to answer that, Mary. <laughs> I was generally the goody two-shoes, um, but there were a couple of, um, I made a couple of friends uh, among the campers who would come back year after year, and when we were teenagers, there were two girls, one was my age, one was a couple of years older, but she had a brother that was my age, and he would hang out with us sometimes, and there was one time when you know, there's always a lot of drama around teenagers, and there was something going on. I can't even remember what it was, but we decided that we really need, the four of us really needed to talk something over, and we needed to do it in private. And so the only place I could think of, there was a little, a small bathroom off of the kitchen, the camp kitchen. And since I was um, considered staff, I took them in there, and we locked the door and sat there and discussed whatever it was that we needed to discuss. And um, when we finally got done, one of the kids, I can't remember who it was, stood up and tried to turn the doorknob, and the knob came off in her hand. (laughs) Oh, no. And we all just looked at each other like, what are we going to do now? Because we couldn't call for help because we weren't supposed to be there in the first place and how would it look having three girls and a boy in a tiny little bathroom (laughs) and we tried and tried and tried to get that stupid doorknob back on and it would it would not would not work and fortunately there was a um there was a window in the bathroom that looked out on the the garbage can area and so we we tore the screen that was on the window to get out, and to this day, I feel guilty for for ruining that screen. <laughs> <laughs> Did your dad find out? No. <laughs> oh, no. that's awesome! You got, you got away with it. That's that's fantastic. Oh, that is. Funny. You know, that's a, there's a uh, a funny or a <clears throat> I don't know that it's funny, but there is a a brotherhood and sisterhood of PKs. I mean, if you were to yeah. ask my, my daughter and my son, uh, just say, oh, you're a PK, they would know exactly what that <laughs> yes. what that meant. There is there is that. So <laughs> and I don't know if that's I don't know if that's good or bad, Mary. On uh, you know, speaking as a pastor, I don't. We, I mean, and we actually thought about that. We thought about that. Uh, you know, what's it what's it going to be like for my son and my daughter <clears throat> to grow up? As a, as a PK, and, and we talked to them about it. And so, yeah, you just say, oh, you're a PK. Yep, 
I'm PK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mary, I have a question for you as a writer. Mm-hmm. As like I say, I'm about one third into your new book, and once again, without trying to give away too much to readers who haven't read any of the series. You have a main character in that third book who develops a very serious illness. How hard was it for you to do that to that character? Uh, it, you know, I, I tried to figure out who it should be, if it should be Janie the cook mm-hmm. or Zeke the director or um, uh, Roberto who was in the last um the last book, the yeah. Book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed to make sense that it would be the nurse, Nurse Willie. Um, <laughs> and I don't know why, but it just seemed like she was she was the one that, that needed to develop that that cancer. Mm. Do you feel that you or I guess I'm gonna ask you, do you do you go in prayer? for your stories as you prepare oh, definitely. them? Definitely. You feel like and this last one, a amount of guidance. This last mm-hmm. one I had to, I had to be praying all the way through because I had originally again I I don't want to give too much away, but the main <laughs> yeah. character, Stephen, is blind. He's been blind since the first book, uh was was since childhood. And my original intent was to bring him back uh, in this third book, being able to see and realizing that he suddenly had temptations that he never had to deal with before. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing the research, um, I had about seven or eight months in which to write this book um, to get it in before the deadline, and which I thought was plenty of time. But when I was doing research for the book, I... I did some some research on corneal transplants and and the effects on adults who have them when they have not been able to see since a young age, childhood or, or infancy. And the fascinating thing is that when you have not had eyesight, vision, since a young age, you are not able to develop depth perception and... Um, faces don't mean anything to you. You can't wow. recognize people by their faces because you've never had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, expression, facial expression mm-hmm. have no meaning for you because you've never associated the emotion with the expression. Right. And just all kinds of things like that that I found really fascinating and I almost I considered putting them in the book but I was afraid it would take over the story. Mhm. And so I finally decided that I had to keep him I had to keep Stephen blind. It, which threw off my whole <laughs> my whole plan. Mm-hmm. And um my editor wanted to keep the um there was a there was supposed to there was going to be a pornography issue in there and so she wanted to keep that in there but how do you do that with a blind Sure. Yeah, yeah. you've handled mm-hmm. it very well. And so I I just, honestly, this was the hardest book to write because I didn't know where I was going with it. I There were many times that I I really thought I should just give up and admit that I can't write. 
Oh. <laughs> and I finally. Let's face the hard truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I finally, I finally just told myself, okay, God has given me this opportunity, and He does know something about writing a book, and so <laughs> I should trust Him and just do my best, do the work, and trust Him with the results. And so it literally was um, a, a work of prayer and and faith because I did not know where it was going. I didn't even. I like knowing that the end of my story so that I can kind of if I know the beginning and the end, I can I can work my way through to the end. This time I did not know how it was going to end until the day before I wrote it. And that was wow. really scary. <laughs> <laughs> well it it turned out really well. I can't wait to finish reading it. Like I said, I got about one third of the way through it and, mm-hmm. and you handled the, the pornography issues mm-hmm. very well. Mary, we're about Thank to go to our break. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, I would like to tell folks where they can find you. And Mary's website is www.maryhamiltonbooks.com. Her Facebook page is Mary Hamilton Author. She can be found on Twitter at Hamilton Author. And she also has a Pinterest page, which is mm-hmm. M. Hamilton Books. Mm-hmm. All of this, folks, can be found on. Go to my website, and underneath the Blog Talk Radio tab, there is a page that says website mm-hmm. and social media information, and I have all that there for all of our guests, So because I know that listeners won't remember what I just said. So it's there. <laughs> all the links are there to, to, Mary's, uh, to, to Mary's social media and website and so such. Go check it out. I really enjoy the website. Yes. She's got all kinds of information about mm-hmm. the camp, and it's really fun. And it, it was a walk down memory lane for me, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to our break. We'll be back in about four minutes. Please stay with us. You're listening to Literally Speaking on Blog Talk Radio. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled. That has made all the difference. The Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries. Derek and George Live. Becoming Christlike. Solo and Hutch. All stops on the road. The Road of Enlightenment. The Road of Discovery. Join us each Thursday and Friday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Time and Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Time as we invite you to join us on a journey. A journey on the road less traveled. Right here on Blog Talk Radio. If you watch a game, it's fun. If you play it, it's recreation. But if you work at it, it's golf. A golf course should aspire to generate as much energy as it consumes. And four miles north of Marion, Indiana, is a golf course that does just that. 
6,690 yards of pure energy, Arbor Trace Golf Club is a course that's beauty is matched only by its bite. A course that contests not only the steel of one's nerves, but the metal of their irons. It's a course for the beginner who desires to learn the game as well as the player who is ready to challenge it. So whether you're looking to play just for the fun of the game or the opportunity to work hard on it, Arbor Trace Golf Club is the course for you. Give Arbor Trace Golf Club a shot because in golf, the most important shot you ever make is the next one. Stay connected to what matters most with high-speed service from Seacom. For the home, we offer access where you need it most. Whether you're looking for high-speed internet or an in-home voice package or both, Seacom has your house covered. Send emails, download music, and surf the web with the fastest service in southeast Colorado. Our two-way wireless connections offer download speeds of up to 15 megabytes. But with a fiber connection, the sky is the limit. For the business, Seacom offers voice plans, broadband internet, BSL, and Ethernet circuits. Our fully integrated Metro Ethernet platform segregates your data traffic logically at the switch, avoiding the latency of multiple routers and quality of service overhead. With only a single router between you and our nationwide backbone carriers, you really will experience the Internet at the speed of light. We also offer point-to-point data links to connect all of your business locations. And if you're looking for carrier-grade data transport or dark fiber, look no further than Seacom's extensive privately-owned fiber network. We own and maintain our own network with more than 1,200 miles of fiber and growing throughout southeast Colorado. So whether you're looking for dark fiber, for cable, a dedicated corporate network, or carrier-grade data transport. Seacom has the answers. Visit us at seacom.net or call us at 1-800-657-7149. Seacom, world-class communications right in your backyard. Hello to all of Derek's listeners. Thanks, Derek, for giving me time to share my heart's passion, encouraging cancer, long-term illness patients, and their families. Gilead is an outreach that encourages over 2,400 people in 38 states. Our goal is to bring hope and help to those on the journey through the unknowns of treatment, family stress, and spiritual questions. One such story is Eric, whose senior year in high school was interrupted by the cancer that he was diagnosed with, interrupting a three-sport high school year. It changed his life and his perspective. Today, Eric's family oversees a foundation helping to find a cure. We're currently in our 15th year. would love to have you as a partner, either as a volunteer or a gift financially. Look for us on Facebook at Gilead Ministries. Welcome back to Lit Speak with Patty Sheen on Blog Talk Radio. We're glad to have you right back here on Literally Speaking and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries right here on Blog Talk Radio. We have a winner. Yes, as usual, what we do right after our break is announce the winner of our giveaway. Now, remember, because of of the problem last (laughs) week, yeah, this this giveaway is from the week before that. It was the 12th of, of May when we had... Debbie Hardy on the show. Debbie Hardy, that's what we're giving. And that's what we're giving away. Yes, that's right. Yes, and she offered a copy of her latest book, which was "Free to Be Fabulous: 100 Ways to Look and Feel Younger at 40, 50, and Beyond." Mm-hmm. And the winner of that book is Carrie 
Horn. Carrie Horn. So congratulations, Carrie. Congratulations, I Carrie. Thought about notifying you last week. <laughs> no, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah, so, I can't give it away. Yeah, it's a big reveal. Yeah, exactly. It's a big reveal. So, right. Carrie, if you're not listening, you will get an email from me. If you are listening, you'll get. You'll know, and you'll also get an email from me. Yeah, and if you're not listening, what's up? Yeah, if you're not listening, what's up with that? Come on, Carrie. (laughs) Goodness. Okay, let's get back to Mary. Sounds good. I want to hear more about about her her series. Mm -hmm. Mary, we've touched on different aspects of the series, but if you were to tell somebody about your books, what would you say about the series? How would you describe it? I would describe it as a series of books for teens and for adults who enjoyed going to camp as kids, uh, that they are stories of kids who, uh, I think I said this before, they um, bring their baggage to camp and learn how to carry it. Exactly. And another thing I liked is that you, I love the lessons that you you give the kids, like the story of the loom. Oh yes. When when yes. Zeke is talking about how the kids are fearfully and wonderfully made, and then you have the loom, and in the other books you had other examples. <laughs> wow, yes. this is just I love your imagination, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> and and now I'm curious to know now that I know your history, are these techniques that were actually used at camp, or did this all come out of your head? That was based on a, a pastor who came to camp, who. Um, would draw um, pictures to illustrate his his messages, and usually he would start with a um, a story uh, from life. Maybe it was about a, a famous uh, actor or actress or a baseball player, uh, some kind of historical figure, and then he would relate it to a Bible message. And he would, while he was talking, he would draw out the figure or whatever it was that he was, the story that he was talking about. And then at the end of the uh, Vesper service, he would take that, uh, he used the the artist chalk, and uh, he would take that picture down and he would give it to one of the campers. And those were were treasured possessions. (laughs) Mm. I love Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Very nice. Well, once again, what I what I like about the story is that you you go ahead and you present these lessons, mm-hmm. but then you don't have these kids walking out of their their Bible lesson and talking to each other like, "Oh, praise God that I know you." Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, they're normal kids. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Which would which would somehow indicate that that that's the the life that Mary was a part of. When she came out of those Bibles, it wasn't the praise exactly. God. It was, hey, let's go do let's talk about this. Which again, let's man, go hide in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were so lucky to get out of there. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> Tell me, Mary, you you this is relating back to the very beginning of the show when you talked about how you uh, wanted an adult book out of this and you ended up with a teen book. How is getting inside the heads of your teen characters different from that of adult characters? Do you find it to be easier or more difficult and why? It may speak to my immaturity or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't find it that hard. Um, And maybe it's because I was I was very involved. I was a stay-at-home mom. 
uh, for my three kids, and we often had their friends over, and so I, I really had kind of a firsthand look at um, at what kids are are thinking and doing, and their feelings and how they react to things, and so I, um, I did not find it that difficult really to get into a kid's mind. And I think I would have a problem. I try to relate to my granddaughter, and if I use some term, she kind of looks at me like, really, Yeah, I have a hard enough time just trying to get in my, mo- my own mind, you know, just trying to figure out what's going on in my head. I can't figure out anything that's yes. going on in, in kids' heads. So, yes, that's exactly yeah. right. Well, I, I want to point out to our listeners. Yeah, I was looking at that. It's we, just really neat. There's a really cool page on Mary's website. It's called Meet the Characters, mm-hmm. and you give kind of a little biography of each of your characters on there mm-hmm. Mary and and of course throughout the the three books I don't know what period of years this is is it over three years yes. consecutive mm-hmm. years okay yes. and all of the characters of course kind of they all come back and they mm-hmm. all inter what's the word I want intermingle, intermingle and intertwine yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> with each other's yeah. stories and that makes it just really neat because they they get to know each other and they and- and that, together. Yeah, that's very much the camp experience of back again for the next year, back yeah. again, and you meet those, exactly. you meet those, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to yeah. know, Mary, are you still friends with any of the folks that you camped with back in the day? I have uh, one friend. It was one of this one of the girls that we got stuck in the bathroom with. We <laughs> lost touch for many, many years, and then finally reconnected. Maybe I don't know, eight, ten years ago. And um, so we are still in touch with each other. There are several staff members that I continue contact with. Um, we eventually had a uh, uh, the camp hired a, an assistant director and his family for um, to help my dad out, give him a day off. Uh-huh. And so they grew up along with us from junior high on. And my brother uh, married one of their daughters recently oh my yeah Yeah, and i I can just see that i can see it in mary's house there's the shelf that's dedicated to the memories of of summer camp and there's pictures and sitting right in the middle (laughs) is the golden doorknob just right there yeah those are the memories of of camp there's the doorknob that will forever be remembered i mean that's the great part of 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 summer camp, especially of, of Bible camp, is, are those memories and friends uh, yeah. that you get. Well, her her dad never found out about the the bathroom incident, so the doorknob is probably oh. hidden in the bottom of a drawer somewhere. <laughs> <on there. laughs> it's always brought out at certain times and put away at certain times, and yeah, there it is. <laughs> Mary, I'm curious to know, where was this camp located? I didn't even think to ask you that. Was it down in Texas where you live now? No, it it was in southeast. It is in southeastern Wisconsin. It's still operating. Oh my! Oh, wow. In fact, they've um, they have a, a retreat center that is named after my dad. Oh, that's a big honor. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 those those that's that's kept for people that when you see a name up there, especially at camp or things like that, you know that person put in. Above and beyond yes. the the, yes. the time that uh, that was needed for camp, because that that's a huge huge honor. Hey, I was going to ask Mary. I didn't realize 
I just I just sit here and push the buttons. That's all I do, Mary. And <laughs> I dial the number, and I saw you were in Central Time. You're down in Texas. Are are you experiencing any flooding right now? Not here. Um, oh, I was okay. in the closet a couple of for a while yesterday with tornado warnings. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm in I'm in Central Texas. We had we've recently this just in January moved from. Katie, which is out on the far west side of Houston, and they are inundated this morning. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm really praying for my friends back there. Yeah, because you, you've seen pictures. Of course, like like Patty said, we're dealing with our own flooding, but, boy, they're just getting hammered there in Texas. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it's yeah. incredible. I've never seen – really, I – my daughter got married the first weekend in, in May, and we had about three days of absolutely beautiful, perfect weather. And since then, it's been cloudy and rainy the whole month. Mm-hmm. And I've never known a May to be like that here in yeah. Texas. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Mary, at our house, we don't have a basement. We have a four-foot crawl space. I said mm-hmm. I would brave any tornado they want to throw at me before I would ever get down <laughs> in that hole. <laughs> uh, I, I agree with you. <laughs> Bring it on. I would be scared to death the furnace, our furnace is down there, that that was going to blow up or that snakes were going to attack. And I'm not that scared of snakes, but if I'm in an enclosed spot and there's like six of them, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, I grew up being in Wisconsin. We had basements. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you always say go to the basement in a Mm -hmm. a tornado. But we were vacationing one time in Minnesota when a tornado – went through the area and they showed pictures on television of a house that was, you know, not only destroyed, but disappeared in the tornado and the basement was cleared out. There was nothing left in the basement. Mm -hmm. And after that, I thought, whoa, (laughs) even the basement. basement Yeah. I grew up in Indiana and that was, I mean, that was what we said all the time. Oh, here comes the, here comes the tornado. (laughs) Head to the basement. I was in a tornado in Maine once, would you believe? Really? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, weird, of all Patty. places. And it only, we were at my uncle's summer cabin, it only hit five cabins on the whole lake. Uh, wow. And after it was over, we went over over across the lake by boat to get candles, and the people there thought we were nuts. They had no idea what we were talking about. But really? I'll tell you what, I wow. never saw anything like that in my whole life. Of course, it's very wooded up there. And that yeah. thing came through, and it it didn't uproot those trees. It snapped them off at about six feet yeah. up. It was just yeah. like a huge yeah. chainsaw came yeah. through. Of course, yeah. yeah. Things are weird in Maine, you know. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm throwing that out there. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out. There. Well, anyway, we need to quit talking about the weather and get back to Mary here. Mary, <laughs> yeah. we are about to do. Are we ready for our giveaway there, uh, Shoot. Mr. Uh, yeah, you producer? bet. We, we are ready. <laughs> well, we need to do a jingle. Our jingle. Here it comes. Okay. It's time for Let's Speak Literary Steal of the Week. That is my that is my jingle that that I absolutely am in love with. So be kind. I'm sure that when you heard it, the hairs on the back of your neck stood up, and you're like, I love that jingle. Isn't that right, Mary? The echo was a little scary, but otherwise it was. Oh, that comes from my experiences being down in the basement during tornadoes. There you go. 
that's what I was drawing on. Isn't that what okay. authors that, 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 that was drawing on that fear? And I, <laughs> oh Mary, man, nobody likes my. my <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put out a Twitter hashtag that says "Save the Jingle." Save the jingle. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> save the jingle. Save the jingle. Save the jingle. Save the jingle. <laughs> hey, let's give away something. All right, we are giving away the first book in Mary's Rustic Knoll Bible Camp series uh-huh. entitled. Hear No Evil. Hear No Evil. It's an excellent book. I loved it. And how do I win it? So the way that our listeners win it. No, no. How do I win it? <laughs> is to go to my website, which is pattysheen.com. Uh-huh. And if I would uh, if I would activate the page, they would be able to do so. Right. Okay, go to pattysheen.com. And there is a blog talk radio tab there. And under that tab, there is going to be a page, just as soon as I activate it here, uh-huh. that says, Let's Speak Literal Steel of the Week. Literal giveaway. Steel of the Week. Yes. Steel of the Week. And you go to the very bottom of uh-huh. that page. Yep. And there's a little button there that says Add Comment. And all you need to do is add a comment. And, and then what happens? You are entered in the contest. And then I use random.org. Uh-huh. To choose a winner, and the the uh, I'm still not buying. Line is pack. open until <laughs> Monday, the second of June. Will it be that first of June? Monday, Golly, the first of June. That can't be right. Yes, yes. June already at eight p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. That is yes. when the uh, the contest ends. And so that's what you want to do because you want to win. You want to win this book. You want to win you, this you, book, you, yes. yes. Because when you win this book, you yeah. will want to read the other two Especially as well. Especially. If you are a camp kid. Definitely. Especially. Or a preacher's kid. Or a PK. Or a PK. We don't say preacher's kid. We say PK. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse Come me. On, Pat. Come on, sorry. <laughs> we say PK. PK. That's right. So is it okay. activated yet? It is activated. It is up here. At yes, this very yes, moment, yes, I am throwing it speak. onto the mobile page. Excellent. Okay. So, um, so. that's what I'm going to be doing. So this is a, a wonderful book, and like I say, the whole series is, is just great. I'm mm-hmm. really enjoying it. So I would urge our listeners to go ahead and and sign up for that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we announce it at the end. We announce it on our next show. Right. We put it on the page, and I send the person an email that they have won. And Your name gets splashed all over YouTube, and it's just fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Yes, the most wonderful experience of your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mary, what would you say to a parent who hesitates to send their child to a Bible or church camp because they didn't particularly want them, quote-unquote, preached to? I would say if that's not their um, what they're interested in, there are plenty of other camps that can provide similar experiences, like you mentioned, 4-H camps, Girl Scout, Boy Scout camps. Mm-hmm. Um, just camping itself is just such a a wonderful experience, just being able to get away from the uh, the pressures and the, the influences that you have to face every day. And it just, it really helps you to kind of have time to focus on um yourself and, and of course at Bible camp on on God and how to 
get through this life and how to how to manage the the things that come at you. I remember what I really enjoyed about that 4-H camp was that there was so much focus on nature. Mm-hmm. They had mm-hmm. a class in the evening to go look at the stars. They had the nature hikes during the day. I remember picking up all these different kinds of leaves and doing whatever we did with them. I mean, you know, just things that, especially a city kid, just might not experience in, in their life. Right. What recommendations would you give to parents in choosing an appropriate camp? And we kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, But I I think when I wrote that question down, I was thinking, Mary, and this is sad, but you hear so much in this day and age about kids being exploited at camps and being abused and people that you thought were good people were not such good people. and, And how do you... How does a parent send their child off for a week and feel comfortable that the people that they have put them in the care that that they trust are, right. are trustworthy people, I guess, yeah. is what I'm asking. I think it helps if you can find someone who has experience with the camp to get recommendations. Um, and I, I also think that in some ways, you really have to prepare your kids and say, look, you know, if someone does something that you're not comfortable with, you need to tell someone mm-hmm. immediately. And um, prepare them to deal with things like that that might come up and let them know that it, it, it's not their fault that someone else is misbehaving when they do that. Yeah. And um, that, that they need to report it. Mary, I might have missed missed this during the whole thing, and and if I did, I apologize. But is the camp that you attended still active? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's neat. Those things, (laughs) yeah. Not that that was that long ago. I mean, I (laughs) I it was probably just a couple years ago, wasn't it, Mary? Mary? It seems like it. Sure seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, but but yeah, those things—they're uh, just wonderful. They just go on, and then generations share stories. Sure. Of yeah. uh, you know, my kid went to camp, and their kids went to camp, and I have great great grandchildren. You know that type of thing of of the history of of this camp, and and that's fantastic for kids. I think especially in Christian camps. Mary, in your story in in the third book. One of your characters has a cell phone, and that's an absolute no-no. Is that true at camps now that they discourage cell phones, handheld video games, all these kind of things when the kids go to camp? Some camps are like that. Uh, the kids, the camps that my kids went to for for a long time, they um, asked that kids not bring their phones, but they didn't always get parental cooperation with that. Mm-hmm. So they they let the kids bring them, but they ask them not to use them. Yeah. Well, I know sometimes it's it, the parents. It really is a, <laughs> mm-hmm. really is a um, just trying to get the kids to disconnect so that they can, so they can focus right. on their relationship. <laughs> yeah, that, man, that's like ripping an arm off, isn't it? Oh, anymore. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I know my my granddaughter had her cell phone stolen and she's just Oh <laughs> my goodness. 
It is. It's like, could, you know, could I please have your cell phone? And they're like, could I give you my kidney instead? Because they're happily give you some toes or something like that, but not the cell phone, please. Like, I have to. I have to be. Because it is, it's just like it's like ruining their whole world, and and then yeah. they say, you know what? There's another world out there. There's nature. There's, there's everything. Well, I can Google it just fine. I mean, that's 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 what they, I can take. I can look at images of it on there my phone. Yeah. Give me the phone. Well, for me as an adult, I know there are times when I I literally think, man, I don't want to turn on this computer today. I don't. I don't care if I got email. I, I don't care what I have to I do. Know. I just want to sit and read a book. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we get so connected to this stuff that it, it's just, it's addicting and it, it almost, it kind of warps your way of looking at life. Sometimes, I know. I think. Yeah. I know. And you know, for us, it was, it was, a lot of it was television that we were addicted to. Sure, yeah, that was or or, yeah. or the brand new video game that came out, the, oh, yeah. the new right. video system and everything. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. Well, Mary, I think I hate to say this, but <sighs> I think our time is drawing to a close here. It, oh, it this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for <laughs> inviting me. <laughs> well, you know, when I first read your first book, Mary, I was going to invite you, and then I thought, well, you know, I'll wait till the last book comes mm-hmm. out, and it's just been. <laughs> I thought I can't wait. I have yeah, to. I have to invite her now. That's right. Well, yeah. her last book did come. You don't have another book in this series coming out, do you? No, I don't. I didn't think so. Not not yet. Not yet. You don't know yeah. yet. Maybe your, there's your readers maybe, may clamor for something. That's right. Maybe there's another camp experience <laughs> deep within Mary that's just going. To, I I don't know why you just don't do a whole just do a book right. The doorknob story. Is, I would read that one. I think you know my brother actually suggested to me that we do that I do a book about um, Zeke, and yes. he told me some stories about my dad that would just be wonderful stories. Um nice just idea. the things how he how he managed problems with the campers and with the staff and things like that. And so I'm I'm rolling that around but I, I have to come up with a few more stories. So we'll you see. could launch into a whole nother three book series, Mary. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Or just once a year, a book comes out about the, about the camp experience of that previous year. I think that'd be fantastic. There you go. <laughs> well, Mary, thank you so much for coming on the show. And like I said, your books have just brought back so many wonderful memories for for me, and I'm sure it will do so for mm-hmm. any of our listeners. And I would once again encourage our listeners to go to the to my website mm-hmm. and. Uh, Sign up for the giveaway and go to Mary's website and check yeah. out all the information she has on there about her books, about the camp. Yeah. It's it's just quite quite fascinating and, and a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. Mary, thank you so much for being on uh, Literally Speaking with Patty Sheen. Oh, thank you for, for inviting me. I really appreciate it. I've been a lot of fun. <laughs> all right. God bless. Have a great God day. Bless. Take care. Would you like to know what we have next week? Absolutely. Okay. If, uh, you know, and <laughs> you know what's funny? What? <laughs> we got just a few minutes. This this saying is has has come in uh, so handy. <laughs> A good friend of ours, Bertha Ingraham, yes, will yes, always say it to well. me 
and it's applied so much to the show. And I said it last week on uh, Becoming Christlike, another sister show that we have on Fridays. Yes, next week, God willing, and the crick don't rise. Isn't that the truth around here? <laughs> around here right yeah, now. When I saw that river coming over here, I said, man. <laughs> or at least God God willing and, and the studio don't rise. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Other than that. All the electronics doesn't get fried with water. Other than that, we will be here in this studio, and who's going to be here? Okay, next week, uh-huh. remember Marlene, yes. who was here, I believe she was here on the 3rd of March, and she talked about her Colorado Christian Writers Conference, which has now is now over. Uh-huh. She is coming back to okay. talk to us about her Greater Philly Christian Writers Conference, which uh-huh. is going to be held at the end of July. She enjoyed the show so much that she well, said, I want uh, to come back. Of course. Of course, we welcome you back. <laughs> of course. So she will talk about the recently completed Colorado Christian Writers Conference, the upcoming yeah. Greater Philly Conference, and why writing his answer is more imperative now than ever before. Yeah, I remember that, is, that phrase of write, write his answer. Well, that's that's the name of her website, yeah. Write His Answer. And yeah. if anybody has a message for the writing mm-hmm. world, it is Marlene, and she projects it very, very well. We've got three minutes left. I, I just want you real quickly... You went to a conference. I did. I had a wonderful time. Yeah, just tell us about that a little bit, because I I, I know that listeners would like to hear about that. Actually, Marlene surprised me, because about three days maybe before the conference, Mm -hmm. she sent me an email and told me to be sure and pick up my faculty packet, because she had put me on faculty up there in Colorado. I knew I was already on faculty at the Philadelphia conference, Right. but she already had her Colorado conference prepared. So uh, apparently she had a couple of uh, cancellations and asked me if I would serve on faculty. I I was not able to teach a workshop because she already had her workshop schedule set, but I was able to take 15-minute appointments from folks who were interested in the show, Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of excitement about the show there. So I have a beautiful schedule for the next Mm -hmm. couple of months, and it was fun to meet people and and, and to be to up promote and the show, yeah, and I, yeah. I also had the opportunity to take the speaker's clinic, uh-huh. which was kind of an intensive. There was just seven of us in the class, and we had that class with Lori Hanschke, who is with, I want to say, 107.3 mm-hmm. FM. It's a radio station in Denver, a Christian station, and he had a lot of wonderful tips to Neat. offer. So it was a And you got great to be up experience. in Estes Park. Got to be up in Estes Park, and which regretfully, we did not have any snow. We had rain a couple of days with Don't even no talk snow to me about and moisture was, coming down out of the sky. Pat. Come on! I was a little disappointed that I didn't see any elk until the day we were leaving. As we were driving out the road to go, there mm-hmm. was five or six of them there. Sure, but it was a wonderful experience as always. I love mm-hmm. going to Marlene's conferences. And so we will. I just want to so remind our listeners. God willing, and the creek don't rise. We'll yes, be back and next I want week. To remind right. our listeners throughout the coming week. Let your heart be open to what God is telling you through your imagination and act upon it. Thank you so much for listening. We, as Derek said, if God is willing, we <laughs> will be here next week. Thank you all. God bless you. There is a in every soul. Some brightly burning, some dark and cold. There is a spirit who brings a fire, ignites a candle, 
Place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.